Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to episode 190 of Bedroom Drinking Podcast. I'm Dustin. What up, friends? It's Nate Dog. Hope everyone had a good week and all that good stuff. This week, we are just chilling. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're just chilling. Uh, let's say we're recording on Monday today, yeah, Monday the 5th. Day. We're going to go have a nice steak dinner for Dustin's birthday, which was yesterday. Yeah, on the 4th. Yeah. Uh, but I was working, so we're gonna go. I'm gonna take him out for our awesome steak and whiskey dinner tonight. Yeah. So today we're just wanted to chill. We're gonna hit on some stuff and talk about a really interesting uh movie and slash topic here here as well. So uh, we'll quick we'll just get through some of the beginning stuff with our uh, instead of having a like dumbass of the week or crazy stupid story of the week. Uh, Dustin's gonna read some. I'm gonna do a dramatic. He's gonna do a dramatic reading. I'm very excited. Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna go ahead and and do that. Oh, real quick though, I'm drinking Nashville Brewery Company Lager Beer, which okay. I had before, uh, which is really good. I like it a lot. So um, is that actually I, my replace? Where'd you get this? You can get this any pretty much anywhere, right? Maybe not I like Kroger so. or anything, but I got it. Well, I got it at that liquor store, the one yeah. close to the hospital. Exactly. But I think I bought it before just from the one around the corner. Yeah, it might be one of my. I might start stocking up on that instead of like having like I haven't had Bud Light in my house for a long time. I kind of quit drinking. Are you too good for Bud Light now? No, no, because I had switched. I was drinking Coors, like the not Coors Light, but the actual Coors. Out of the little medicine. Yeah, bottles. I was drinking. I've been, I'd been buying those and drinking those because uh, I really like those as well. But I haven't had. I just haven't had beer in the house in a while. I just stopped drinking it. At really? Because last week, well, I was at except your for house, those, and <laughs> I drank beer yeah, there. Except for those <laughs> ones that I got from that brewing company. That, but that was only a six pack. Oh, okay. And I finished it off. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was only six of them because <laughs> I just wanted to try it out. It was good. It was good though. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, anyways, we'll go ahead and do the dramatic. They had them at the oh, liquor no, store. Talk about what you're drinking. I'm drinking Harpoon Dunkin' Pumpkin, which is a Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin flavored beer. This fall treat is another tribute to all the days that Dunkin' has helped us keep fire, helped us fire up the brew kettle. Cheers. So it's basically just a beer that's got pumpkin flavor in it. Yeah. It's pretty good if you like pumpkin, <laughs> if you don't stay clear. Yeah. I never, I went to this liquor store specifically looking for the, the Moss, not the, the American Mules that we had uh, a while back. Yeah. They have a pumpkin spice flavor out that I really wanted to try, but they didn't have it at the liquor store. But they've got a shit ton of pumpkin flavored like beers and stuff, which I'd never noticed before. Mm. Pumpkins just exploded in popularity the last several years. Um, but so I got this one and I knew he didn't like pumpkin. So I got the other ones for him. Those are actually for a six pack. It's only like $8, uh, which is bad. Yeah. Uh, and this one was like $13. Okay. But cool so yeah, if you like pumpkin, it's harpoon Duncan pumpkin. And now for your dramatic reading by, right. uh, Dustin Mariel Forey. <laughs> So it's not his no, it's not. Uh, this is a book that's written by a first-time author. It's called "Kissing the Coronavirus," and it's available on Amazon or wherever you buy. It's only available in digital version. It's a, a a romance novel. So the tagline is: "She was supposed to cure the coronavirus. Instead, she fell in love with it." Oh God. So I'm just going to read the uh, the free sample that you get. So that's supposed to get entice you to to purchase the book. Okay. 
Dr. Alexa Ashingtonford stared at the test tube between her fingers, her perfectly pink manicured nails clashing with the pale, bubbling liquid inside. She recognized the power she had in her grip, the virus which had claimed so many lives, and which made her heart beat furiously like a wild tiger thrashing in its cage. The coronavirus. Despite the devastation the virus was causing across the globe, Alexa felt a rush of excitement every time she picked up the corona sample. Like a pulsating, erect penis, desperate to unleash its devastation on anyone who touched it. It had been so long since Alexa had been with a man that the virus was the only thing she could get near she could get near to which gave her any sort of thrill. The tickle in her knickers when she worked with the sample was the only sexual release she had experienced since the virus had unleashed hell and taken its hold on the world. And now she held it in her hand, gripped it tight. She bit her lip. Imagine what she could do with it. She rubbed her hand over her breast, her nipple hardening like a tic-tac. Imagine how she would feel if she touched herself with it. Pretty great, Alexa thought. Pretty great, indeedly. Alexa lowered the test tube and unbuttoned the bottom two poppers on her lab coat. Pop! Pop! She took the test tube and shook it. The bubbling, creamy liquid sloshed against the inside of the tube. It fizzed up, and Alexa swore she could feel the glass expanding, swelling up and down as she shook the tube. A shock of electricity coursed through her veins, eventually stopping as it reached her vagina. It was like she'd sat on a battery. Everything tingled and it felt good. But Alexa knew it could feel better. Much better. Alexa pulled her lab pants and pulled her panties to the side, her pussy so wet that the lace, the lace glided across her skin like a fat man on a water slide. The end. That was it. That was the end of the free sample. So what is this book about? It's about this scientist that fell in love with the coronavirus. Like, I guess with the, the, like the, the vial? The sample in the vial. That's weird. I don't know. To, to find out what happens, you have to, you, buy, the you book. Have to buy a book. I'm, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that was really weird. Okay. So if you want to, yeah, go and buy that book if you want to know the rest. If you're a woman who wants nipples as hard as a Tic Tac... And a pussy so wet that the lace glides across your skin like a fat man <laughs> on a water slide. Well, Check it out. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Any, okay. Moving on. Um, wow. I read this like four times. Someone actually sent this to me. Uh, they actually they downloaded the free sample and just sent me screenshots. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. So that, that's good times. All right. Uh, shout outs this week from uh, Twitter. <laughs> we have uh, Jimmy Evans and Grim Horror. What up? Yeah. And we've got uh, Katie Nickerson, Whiskey One Tap, Age Like Milk Podcast. And a special shout out to Brian Colfage. Colfagi? Colfagi? I don't know how to pronounce your name. Kofifi. If you're listening. It's definitely not that. But he he just liked a bunch of our stuff. He's a celebrity that started following us on Instagram. Uh, he's a blue check mark, okay. so he's legit. He was one of Time Magazine's top 25 most influential people of 2019. There you go. We have like a famous person. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I still am really curious if Dennis Leary ever listened to us. Because oh, yeah, he said he was. He said he was. And of course, he <laughs> He's probably just saying just that. <laughs> but we have listeners like in Los Angeles and all around California. And so I'm always like, I wonder. Maybe. Dennis, if you're listening, let us know. DM him. DM him. On Instagram. Sure he, and be like, hey, he I met you at the Austin TV festival and like I talk, 2017. told you about my podcast. You said, you said you were going to listen to it. I was wondering if you ever did. Maybe he'll respond. You Maybe never know. Maybe he will. Uh, all right. So real quick, we're just going to touch on some some current events. Uh, nothing crazy. Uh, 
obviously if you pay attention to news and stuff like that you'll after the May, the first uh, debate you'll the next, the next day it came out right it was on or Friday like, or Friday or like late late Thursday late night Thursday night so yeah uh, it was revealed that President Trump and the first lady had both uh, tested positive for Kofi 19. Uh, yeah. What was that Kofi stuff again? That was before. That was something else. Like, that was years ago. Yeah, that was like I don't remember what he was trying to say. It was like a, he tweet. It was in one of his tweets. Yeah, he said like, and Kofi-fi. he was trying to say something else, but <laughs> yeah. but he wrote Kofi. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Anyways, they uh, tested positive for coronavirus and uh, were, went immediately oh, okay. into like, isolation and stuff like that. So, uh, but he, he said, despite the constant negative press, Kofi. <laughs> so it was supposed to be coverage. Yeah, it was supposed to be coverage. Uh, it was yeah. So they both have were positive for coronavirus, and he's been being treated and at a like Walter Reed Hospital and been in the ER and being observed. And, yeah, supposedly he's being released and, today. Yeah, going back to the White House, but yeah. a bunch of other people got uh, corona as well. Yeah, it was like a big outbreak yeah. in the in the White House, and apparently one of his like top aides she had had it. Or Hope start, or Hope she's Hicks, the yeah. first one. That, she's the first one that the news broke about. Yeah, so she, she had it. Well, yeah, so she started showing symptoms. So she got tested and it was positive. And then by that so time, then everyone it, else got tested, it, and then everyone else positive, was positive yeah. too. And now the latest one is the the press secretary is also positive now too. Kaylee McEnany. Yeah. So they all have it, and yeah, good luck with that. Uh, and always, and so the big thing right now is like, oh, he doesn't have it. It's just fake. He's just saying he has it uh, for like. Sympathy votes, which I don't think as anyone alive who would give him a sympathy vote for anything, but I don't. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense to yeah. me. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, well, if he does have it now, he's just going to recover and say like it's not even that." Or big I think deal. some people were saying that it's because he. Um, I think Michael Moore is the one that said that he was faking it because he was trying to get out of doing any more debates with Biden because Biden murdered him in the debates, which he didn't. But uh, he murdered himself in the debates. It, yeah. I, <laughs> He committed suicide in the debates. <laughs> Debatable uh, suicide. Yeah. So they're all being treated. I guess he's being released, I guess, back to the White House. And uh, he'll probably be all there. Well, they, they it's kind of weird because first they said they said he had mild symptoms. Yeah. And then they said he was being taken to the hospital out of a, an abundance of caution. And then there were reports that said that he the reason that he went to the hospital was because they had to put him on oxygen at one point. And they said... They wouldn't confirm or deny that for a while. And then I think they finally said, yeah, we did, but, like, not for very long. Yeah. Like, he was off of it pretty quickly. And I guess yesterday in the update, they said he hadn't been on oxygen and since, like, early Saturday. And he had been fever-free for 24 hours. So I guess whatever they're doing is working. And now he can go home and keep quarantining in the White House. And just let and it doing his stuff. Yeah. Him. Yeah. I guess so, Melania is good. She's just chilling. Yeah. Probably enjoying a break. But there's those people that really hate him who are, like, wishing he dies. This is my my favorite part about this. Not that, like, I don't enjoy the the president has the coronavirus. What I think is funny is that two weeks ago, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and there were a lot of conservatives that did not like her. And so they said not so nice things about her when she died. And all these liberals were very upset and saying, how could you conservatives be so heartless? You're evil, hateful people. You're everything that's wrong with the world, blah, 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 blah. You need to do better. Well, here we are now, two weeks later, and Trump has coronavirus. And now all these same people are saying, ha, ha, that's what you get. I hope he dies. Yeah. And I'm like, like, oh, like karma's a bitch. Is like, this is this the, the better that 
you were telling everyone else to be because it doesn't really seem that much better. Yeah, they're both pieces of shit. Uh. And it, but the thing that's so even funnier about it, beyond the fact that it exists, is that they're so they don't even realize yeah. how hypocritical they are. And both sides, because the people that were the talking shit about R- RBG, RBG, because it, it makes like you AOC, RBG. Oh. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They're all pieces of shit to me. They were, uh, uh, they were, okay. yeah, they were talking shit about her and her, I'm glad she's dead, blah, blah, blah. And then now the liberals are celebrating Trump having COVID and wishing death on him. They're like, y'all are so rude. He's the president. Yeah. You need to have some respect. And I'm like, okay, y'all are all hypocrites. All of you. You're fucking annoying. <laughs> Get off of my social media. Balls. Uh, fucking idiots. All of you. Yeah. But so, yeah, I guess uh, they're being traded. They're probably okay. Uh, and I guess the debate is still happening. So, so far they're still scheduled. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they might, Trump might have to do it because if he quarantines for like the full 14 days, yeah. like his first day out of quarantine would be the day of the next debate. Yeah. So I guess it will depend. I would imagine he could still do it from like from a different location, right? I mean, it they would could, just they be more difficult. They can zoom in and then they can mute them when they start going crazy. It would... But it would be really annoying because Trump already was so obnoxious and interrupting yeah. when they were in the same room. If they're out of the same room, there probably would be some kind of delay. Yeah. And I, don't, I feel like that would just be a disaster. They just put him in a big box. But Biden says he's still down to do it, and Trump hasn't said he's not. So I think as of right now, they're still scheduled to go on his plan. Yeah. Um, but also what had happened was that Chris Christie, who was part of the debate analyst team or whatever – uh, ABC News, he also has tested positive for it. And so, of course, he was around all of the news people. Yeah. Um, so now I think they all have to quarantine for 14 days and get tested and stuff. But I think that's why a lot of people were like, oh, Biden probably has it too because he was also there with them. But he's tested – I think he's done two tests and tested negative both times. So that's good. Okay, let me say this. I, I don't want anyone to die because uh, anybody – even if I hate their politics – it's, I feel bad for their friends and family. Like they still lost someone they love. It's still a horrible tragedy anytime someone dies. With that said, I just felt like, I think I told you, it would be so 2020 for both of the presidential candidates to die from coronavirus two weeks before the election. Because yeah. then what, what happens? Do we just continue on and just vote between Pence and Harris? Or uh, do they like... No, well, I think what would happen, so like obviously if they both... If because Trump, well, if, if, so Trump, if, Trump, if Trump dies, then obviously Pence takes over, right? It finishes out the term, right? Which is about to be over, right? And which and Pence also if, tested negative, yeah. And his so wife, Pence is good, and then uh, and then Biden, you know, got it too and passed away. So that's both. I don't. I mean, there's other people running for president, so it would just be basically the Republican and the Democratic nominees would just not be there unless they do an emergency, like oh shit, no, these people are running for president now. I mean, wouldn't what if? I mean, unless Pence decides to be like, okay, I'm going to throw my name in there for running. I mean, wouldn't I mean, he would at that point. Pence would be the incumbent president. Yeah, but the the, the vice president only finishes out the term, which the term is about to end. So then he would have to be elected to stay in president. As president. right, but that's what I'm saying. Couldn't the what? Couldn't wouldn't the election just be between the vice presidents? That's if Pence wanted to do it. Right, right, right. He might not. He'd be like, oh, I just wanted to. But I feel like if when you accept the position of vice president. That's kind of the whole thing is that if the president's gone, you, you're ready to step up and take over. So I don't know why. Take over for that term. Not but, to take – not to like be now running for president. But I mean 
I feel like that would just be part of the deal. And that might be. I don't know if that what the laws are or how it would work. I don't know if they would have to, like, the Republican Party, the Democratic Party would have to rapidly to be like, okay, Pence, do you want to run for president? And he'll be like, yeah, sure. So he's just going to – running for not re-election but election. And then I guess Harris I guess, can say, like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Or, I mean, she's basically going to be the president anyway. Yeah. Biden runs. So they would, um, they would obviously put somebody in those positions to be – it just for. it makes more it's sense not, to me not, that if you if you've accepted the position of vice president, you are accepting the possibility that you are going to be the president if something happens. Yeah. So this would be a case of something happening. Why wouldn't you just go with it? I don't know. It wouldn't make any sense to me to be like, oh no, I'm not ready for that. It's like, well, what if it had happened six months ago? You would have been the president. Yeah, for six months, and then that's it. <laughs> like you're by accepting that, you're saying I'm ready to be president. If I need to be. If I need to be, but he doesn't have to be in this case. It's just, just for the months. It, it would either be that or yeah. they would have to find like a replacement. Yeah, which I think they would – that's what actually would happen if he didn't – if he said, no, I don't want to like run. I don't want to be – If he said he didn't want to yeah. run. But I don't, yeah. I don't think it's likely that he would say yeah, I don't yeah. want to run. But of course like – but people have already – early voting has already started. It's like I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, it would be a, it would be a crazy that, mess if, up. If that were to happen, it, I'm sure it won't. But if it were to happen, like it would be yeah. – even crazy make things so much more insane than they already are <laughs> Joe Jorgensen might win <laughs> why not but still probably a, a, a random other person we get more votes. I don't even think the libertarians really care that much about her nobody ever talks about her she, I mean she's just doing her own thing I mean I, I see a lot of stuff for her in my feeds and stuff I think the impression that I get is that probably libertarians are in general people that consider themselves libertarians are more gung ho about voting for the libertarian candidate when it's an election between two new people. Yeah. Like if it's an incumbent president versus a new person, I feel like a, because a lot of libertarians do lean to the right, a lot lean to the left too. But I feel like a lot of people, a lot of them are either I'm just going to vote. I don't think this Republican president was that bad. I'm just going to vote for them. Or this Republican president is terrible. I'm going to vote for the Democrats to get the Republican out. So I feel like there's not as much enthusiasm in an election like this. But like, like if Trump were to win again, then in 2024 there'd be a big libertarian a big push hype, again, yeah. because we would be getting someone that we have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean that could be. But anyways, yeah, that would be interesting to happen. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. Obviously, we we'll want that, but it, it'd be I'm a crazy sure situation. Uh, and it's kind of weird because I, when I first saw that Trump had it, my first thought was like, oh, I'm sure he'll be fine. But then I thought about it. I was like, I mean, he's in like but he's in the high, high risk basket. Like he's not like unhealthy. He, he's he's overweight. He's obese. He eats like nothing but fast food. Like he's not. He's he's, in, he's, he's old. He's seventy four, I think seventy three, seventy four. Yeah. So he's so he's he's, the, he's like in literally all the high risk factors yeah. for death. Uh, because he eats. But like I also shit. He's I don't overweight. know. Other than that, I don't know that he has any other like ailments underlying yeah pre existing conditions that would affect it yeah um and i think mainly i thought that because like at the debate he seemed fine he's made other appearances during the week before that point where he seemed fine and then even he released a video from the hospital i guess on saturday and he was he was just sitting at a desk and he seemed a little tired but like not bad they said he's been moving around the hospital like yeah, doing stuff. He, the went, whole time. he went on so a little like, joyride and was like waving at people and giving right because I up. guess he had a bunch of supporters that were outside the hospital and so he like got in his motorcade wearing a mask of course and drove around just like waving at all his yeah. supporters thanking them for being there which was nice of him I guess but that was a big no no everyone was like this is 
like how dare he do that? I, was, I don't know. And I but but, but my point yeah. with all that is that I think if he actually was in bad shape, the the it would be a much different story. Yeah. Because by all appearances, he seems mostly okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's going on right there with that. So just wanted to touch on that. Next, we, we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about this uh, documentary that we watched. The Social Dilemma. The Social Dilemma. Which a lot of y'all is, might have seen already or at least heard yeah. about. It's been kind of – it's been pretty popular, I guess. Which I, I also I, – I know <laughs> – I like to say documentary even though it's wrong. It just sounds cooler. Oh, I, yeah. I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. It's because how I met your mother, right? Is that where it's from? I just always said documentary. Because I think that's how. I don't, uh, know, that, that, I don't know. That's where. No, it was. isn't that what Ted? All, isn't that one of the words that Ted would always pronounce all like douchily? No, that was encyclopedia. But I thought documentary was another one that he did. Well, Maybe uh, not. I thought it was just the encyclopedia. But yeah, I, definitely the encyclopedia. 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 But no, yeah. So the documentary, which was the social dilemma uh, on Netflix, is what we're going to talk about now. Which was it was pretty frightening. <laughs> It was a really bad. It was a, it's a horror movie. It was almost. more disturbing than Cuties. <laughs> what? Yeah. So uh, if you haven't watched it, hopefully a bunch of people are going to watch it because I think there's a lot of cool information in there. Uh, yeah. It's about it's all these tech these all these tech guys that used to work. They're all former top either executives or top like engineers, vice presidents from all like Facebook, Google. Pause. Pinterest. I just got an email asking me to sign President Trump's Get Well card. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Yeah, anyways. So, yeah, it's all these, like, former engineers, vice presidents, uh, CEOs, whatever, top people, investors. From, like, all the social media. From all the social media things. things, like Twitter, Facebook, Google, Pinterest, all these apps and stuff, too. And all these ones that I've never even heard of. Yeah. And they all, like... One they of all, them? All, they all have one thing in common. They all left those positions due to, like, ethical... Yeah. Uh, like, we are... Basically, they found like they created, helped create something, and they saw what it was. It was destroying the fucking world. So they were like, "We need to. We don't want to be there here anymore." One, one of one of the guys was the co-founder of the Facebook like button. Yeah, and I, for some reason that really stuck with me. Like, what an insane thing to have on your resume. Yeah, I created. It's I like create I the helped like, create the like button the for like Facebook. Button. So they all came together and made this this uh, this film that's about them saying how basically social media is evil and it's not like it, it's not it, the it way was never, it's being it was, used the way it's is, being used and the way that it's, yeah. what it's turned into is is becoming is evil now but that's never what it was meant to be but that's what it, it kind of morphed into and they're trying to bring awareness to it so that's what's it's and they go into detail like how all these algorithms operate basically basically just and, how, and they, person- they, and they, they personify the algorithms like they have little actors and they have a little mm-hmm. story of a family with actors and they have like people that are like, can, like personifying the algorithms with actual yeah. like, actors. It's, and so stuff. it's kind of like uh, the Pixar movie inside out. Have you ever seen that? No. Uh, well, most people like Pixar movies. So you've probably seen inside out the one where like about the girl is like all the, the emotions inside uh-huh. of her. It's kind of similar to that, the way they presented in this documentary, but it's like, instead of emotions, it's uh, people representing what the algorithm does to manipulate you and get you to click on things and like things and watch things and like all os- that. like Osmosis Jones. Yes, like, like Osmosis like, Jones. It's like the little cells or people acting yeah. uh, within the body doing stuff. And like he was a white he was a white blood cell, so he was a, their cops to mm-hmm. like go and attack like the bad germs. Yeah. yeah, 
So yeah, something like that. But so that's how they they personify it in the in the film. Uh, but it's crazy because all, we all know that like when you sign up for these apps and Google, like we all know we give them the we give them our information. Everyone knows that, even though right. you pretend that you don't know that. You I can, don't even think anybody pretends. Yeah. It's just the people are like, oh yeah, they have all my information. And it's just that is it is what it is. Yeah. So, but this like goes into detail on how it's actually like used and processed and how the algorithm and the AI go with that information. And it kind of freaked me out a lot because and how, how, how deep detailed it goes. accurate it is too. Um, they like, and yeah, it's one thing to be like, Oh yeah, I know that they have all my information and they want me to click on things and like things yeah. and whatever. But whenever you actually see it all laid out the way it is in the movie and kind of explained in detail, it's like way more mind blowing. You're yeah. like, what the fuck? So at one point, they're like, the guy was saying how the like Facebook and how they like we don't pay for these services, right? They're free, quotation marks, because they're basically the whole thing is about how the human beings, us, the users, are is are the pro- Facebook's not the product, right? We are the product. Because when you think about the whole thing of uh, Facebook is a free service, nobody pays for it unless you're like playing Farmville or something, you need to buy fruits or I don't know yeah, how that works. But there's no like Facebook but pe- plus but or people pro. Are, people are buying advertisers are spending a shit ton of money advertising on Facebook. And what is like, what, what, for what purpose? Yeah. It's just to, they call it growth. They call it consumption. So they have like the AI, they talked about it in the film in the doc- documentary, uh, about they'll like the thing measures everything you do on your phone. It, to the second, to the millisecond of Everything. how long you look at a specific thing. So as I'm talking right now, I'm going to go ahead and open up Facebook and just kind of start scrolling through <laughs> the feed. So they'll they'll see that I am – okay, so, I, I, so I've, like been, I've, been, click- I've been studying photography. So I do a lot of photography stuff and Google all kinds of stuff. So I get a lot of ads now for, this, for people's photography, like free webinars and stuff like that. <laughs> so if I click on it, right, that's going to generate – okay, he's looking at photography so stuff. So by him clicking on it, then the algorithm knows – that he's at least somewhat interested in something in that post in this post and photography in general. If now, he if he clicks on it and spends like two seconds on it and then goes out of it, they know okay, well this particular kind of post he's interested enough to click on it, but it's not holding his attention long enough for us to keep showing him things exactly like this. Yeah. So we'll kind of maybe still push photography, but shift what the post is about. So it'll be like okay, he was on that post or he clicked on that and he was on it for. 2.76 point whatever seconds and then I, I went back to my main feed. I X'd out of it. Mm-hmm. But then I go to my next ad and I scroll and I click on this Texans Fire Coach slash GM Bill O'Brien ad. And I click on that and I spend four seconds on that. They're going to be like, okay, he's more interested, he's more in, interested in, that. in what's going on with sports and thus in the photography. So then I'm going to start getting more less ads of photography stuff and more ads of football and not just that but stuff from yeah. the Houston Texans because it's a Houston Texans ad. Uh, so it literally measures down the amount of time you're on every single thing, and then it generates more stuff based on what's they'll average out and be like, okay, average he's spending more time on these types of sites, so we're gonna throw more ads on that. Mm-hmm. And the little people that are pers- the personification of the AI, they're like, blah, 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 they do it, and they go ad, and they hit a button, and yeah. it throws like an ad in there. And then they're also like, okay, uh, we we made however much money. Off of him looking yeah. for, so they're always trying to monetize to get more. The goal is to make as much money off of you looking at stuff as possible. Yeah, and so everything that the algorithm does is trying to get more money. And um, then, and then it's even it's even goes down to the point where like you're inactive on your phone. So the little the little AI dudes were like, 
He's not doing anything. What he's doing? We need to fix this. So they go, oh, blah, blah, blah. They generate, they generate a notification that makes your phone vibrate. I go, ding. Mm-hmm. And then you're, and then of course, what do you do? You, oh shit, what was that? Oh, okay. And it's start, just and, another and, thing that they try to do to get you to engage. Because the longer you, the they want you to be on the screen for as long as, as, much possible, as possible, because that's how they money it. So if you spend 10 seconds on a thing rather than four seconds this time, boom, they probably made another two cents off you. Yeah. And so they'll, your phone will start chunking out notifications to get you back on your phone when it senses that you're inactive on your phone. That's the whole purpose of any of these apps sending you notifications Yeah, is to entice you to look at the app and then spend more time on the app and see more ads and then they that they make more yeah. money off of that. That's and, the whole uh, point. It's crazy. And we're all like victims to it. Like, I mean, I've looked at all kinds of shit. Like, you know, it's just crazy how easy it is to be sucked into it. And it's it's a scary thing. I I already went ahead. I already went into all my apps and turned off notifications. And that's just, one of the things they they're like they're saying fight back is things you, little things you can do to fight back against these corporations and stuff is like turn off your notifications, stop looking at ads, like get off your phone. Obviously, is the main goal. But they they realize they're not. That's not realistic. Something that I just thought about is uh is like when you're watching a video and then an ad pops up. If you decide, okay, I don't care that much about this video to sit through the ad. I'm just going to close out. Yeah. The algorithm will take note of that. Yeah. If you if you get to a video and you're like, okay, I want to see the rest of this. I'll sit through the ad. Then the algorithm knows we need more to show more of these kinds of videos because he's actually willing to watch the ad. Yeah. So they'll uh, switch up the advertisement and because stuff like that. To, to, yeah. To show you videos that you're more likely to sit through the ad yeah. to see the whole thing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it, literally it's that detailed and that smart. Nothing, nothing to, is on accident. Everything has a purpose and is intentional. Uh, so it's it's shocking. It's it's I can't. Uh, it freaked fucking freaked the shit out of me. Like I already, I already wanted to delete all my not delete it, but turn off all my notifications because I am a a big technology user. I know and victim to it. I spend yeah. a lot of time on my phone, especially like at my job where I have a lot of like sometimes a lot of downtime and. I should probably be reading or something, which I, I, I want to try to do more of. It's not, but I'm on my phone. You know, I'm either I'm watching Netflix or something, but I'm also simultaneously on my phone. Which is another good reason to not read. Like now on the Kindle has an app. You can just download books to your yeah. phone and read them that way. But that's still, if you have notifications on, you're going to get the notifications. And it's going to distract you. Yeah. So it's better to just read a book, like a book or God forbid, a newspaper. Yeah. And it's just, it's saying how they're, they go into a lot of detail about just how, Everyone is is blaming stuff on technology, but it's like our own fault. Like we let it happen. Yeah, no one did. Like we're, the, we're the corp- participants. The corporations themselves actually didn't do anything wrong. They just they're unregulated, and so they, they Which, their whole goal is to make this, money. So this movie made a big argument for Regu- uh, government. The government regulating what uh, internet companies and Tech, yeah, tech companies are do. allowed to do with the information and how deep they're allowed to get uh, into. And I don't necessarily, I guess on the surface, I think, yeah, that would be nice. But the more libertarian side of me is like, well, we bus- hate government regulation. Businesses should be allowed to operate as they want. We as the consumers need to demand change through our actions. Yeah. That's what, that my whole thing always is that. Instead of the government regulating things, we as people need to demand changes through our behavior and what we agree to and how we act. 
Yeah, there's this, there's such like because we need less and less accountability, self accountability. Because everyone you, wants to blame somebody. If you have the government come in and regulate everything, then that puts all the responsibility on the government and takes all of the responsibility away from you, and that just it makes you more indebted to the government and just gives them more power and takes away more power from yeah. you as an individual. And they go into like all oh, these people are just like oh blaming everything on oh the Russians hacked Facebook and they're like. Even the, the engineers, the top engineers from these companies are like, Russia didn't hack Facebook. Like he, They just used the algorithms just, to their advantage. They literally just like – someone in the Russian government probably went, created an account on Facebook and then did something, posted mm-hmm. something, and the algorithm took it. And then it went to one person. That one person shared it, and it just spread from there. Like no, There was no hacking. They just used the what was there. That's why they, there was one stat that they said that uh, on Twitter specifically – uh, fake news was shared six times more than actual news stories. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how they determine what's fake news and what isn't because it's, it seems like there's – in some cases there's some well, there's they, some different yeah. interpretation on – like, like an article will present something. It's all facts, but the way that the facts are presented will be – a tech person will be like, oh, that's fake news because it gives – uh, a different interpretation of the facts than what I think is true. And so they're going to label it as fake news, even though it's not. It's just a different interpretation of facts yeah. than they might have. Um, that's why I don't really like all the like fact-checking and stuff that they're doing now and like banning of quote-unquote fake news because you're basically leaving it up for whoever's running this stuff. They're the ones that are deciding what's true and what's not, and yeah. they don't always have the best intentions. And they even go. They even go into that. Like they're just like, there's this this whole like the problem. The biggest issue right now is like that no one can agree on what's just reality and what's actual true. Yeah. Everyone everyone has their own opinion and, and interpretation of the truth, but both sides are wrong, and the actual truth is sitting right there in front of them. But they are, they refuse to agree that of the actual reality. They want to believe their reality. Mm-hmm. And that's what's the biggest problem is social media is creating is this, that's what's ruining the world. And these guys are like trying to fight back now because, and they're, they're like promoting it. They basically are advocating for the destruction of what they built. Like that person was like, yeah, you're trying to destroy what you made. And they're like, yeah, I am because it's, 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 it's gone almost, too far. It's gone too far. It's, it's kind a, of taken on a whole different. It's uh, like we created a, like we created a monster. Yeah. And now we have to kill it. Like it's out of control, and the more the more and more happens, it's just going to keep more until it's too late. We're either it's going to go into civil war, we're going to destroy each other, the world, like, all because of social media, because it was intended for good. But what most things were most most things in the world are always created for good until it gets in the wrong hands, or until I mean, it's like it's the same thing as like if you create a robot for, and the robot has the specific purpose of serving you food, yeah, or something, but. If the robot has the ability to learn and evolve on its own, eventually it's not going to be satisfied with just serving you food. It's going to want to move yeah. and grow beyond that, and then eventually it just becomes its own entity that you really have no more control over. And then it's, you're going to try to be like, "No, you're I created you," and then it stabs you in the neck with a knife. That's, yeah, that's like <laughs> no, I've, grow, right. I don't need, I've grown beyond you. I yeah. do my own thing now. So these these guys are like they're trying to like basically not not necessarily kill social media, but they want they're trying to get it they're trying to kill what it's becoming before it's too late is what they're saying in this message, and uh, it's it's a very interesting thing. I I, I urge everyone. And to watch one of the it. one of the other things that is really interesting to me, and it's another thing that like people probably already know, 
but seeing it spelled out in this movie, I think kind of takes it to another level about the, um, about the political divide. A big reason for that is that like we talked about before, when you click on something and you spend a lot of time on it, the algorithm is like, Oh, they need to see more of this. Yeah. And so they're just going to keep showing you and recommending videos and articles to you that are related to the same thing that you've already been watching and reading and clicking on. So that's why there are so many people that they only get one viewpoint or they only like, if you're a, a hardcore Republican, you're most likely to click on articles and watch videos that are going to feed your bias and that, you know, you're going to agree with. And so they're going to send you more of that kind of stuff. And so eventually you're going to a point where that's all you see and you don't even can't even comprehend what the other side is saying or reasons that they might have to disagree with you because you're not seeing any of that stuff. It's like, I think feel like my dad is a perfect example. He is surrounded on social media by people who think like him. And that's what he clicked. Those are the articles he reads. Those are the videos he watches. And so he told me one time, he was like, I don't see any way that Trump could even lose. Cause like all the stuff, every, everyone is in love with him and he's, all he does is good and blah, 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 blah. And he wasn't even like a big Trump fan in 2016 he didn't really like him at all and then you have you have other people like i have other friends that are liberal who are like everyone hates trump there's no one that likes him there's no way that he could win re-election blah blah blah. and it's because all they're seeing on social media stuff that feeds their biases so they think that's what everyone thinks because that's all there is we're actually going to scroll through my feed i actually have a pretty good mixture of everything because i I I I click i click on like liberal shit i click on conservative shit because i i actually am interested in knowing other people's thoughts and other things that way because I'm an, I'm a free thinker. I don't know why you have to put a label on it. That's so <laughs> no, I, I'm saying it ironically <laughs> because that's what like I saw other people's like, I saw someone on my feed that was like, I'm so sick of people like serving like their party and being like, like the libertarian. Like, I don't know why everyone has to have labels. Like, come join me and my friends. We're free thinkers. And I was like, you just gave yourself a fucking label. Right. Which and I get because you are free. You should be a free thinker. The term itself is not bad. But they're even kind but of the, the bastardizing it into putting, something. You're putting a label on not being enslaved to a party is dumb. Yeah. And it's like the opposite of what you want. And then I feel like those people will get to a point where they're just like, I'm not even going to entertain. Both sides are evil. Everything they do is evil. Yeah. I won't even like listen to anything they have to say because I know that they're going to be wrong. And then it's like, no, that's the complete opposite of what you're supposed to stand for. Yeah. You're supposed to look at all sides like, and give them all a yeah. chance. So yeah, I have a lot of mixed stuff in my feed and that's good. That's what it should have. If you're seeing nothing but like that, that means you're probably wrong uh, in the way you're, you're trying to like find news and facts. So uh, I'll whatever, call you out on that. But <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I mean, it, it, not trying to act like we're better than anyone. Oh yeah, because we're no, not. We're Every not. we all. I mean, I I've fucking bought things off of ads on Facebook. I'm just as shit, uh, fucking bad it. as like <laughs> I'm just as bad as the next person. I'm just I'm just willing to actually call myself out and try to like learn from it and yeah. do better. You and have to, like information in the film. This film like helped out a lot. Like maybe I need to, maybe I need to go make less screen time. I need to like put my phone down for a little. It's bit. just what I hope that people. I think everyone should watch this movie. And I hope what people take away from it, if nothing else, is just to be not to mindlessly just accept everything that's on your phone. Be conscious of what you're looking at, what you're clicking on, what kind of information that you're taking in. Just think about it more and then think, is this is this the kind of information before you click on an article, before you share an article, before you watch a video, any of that? Stop and think, is this 
do I want to feed this to the algorithm before you do any of that? And just be more, put more of an effort into being conscious about what you're doing. Don't just mindlessly scroll and click on things. Yeah. Um, take some personal responsibility for yourself and your actions on social media. So yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it right there. It was a good one. Uh, definitely go watch it though on Netflix, the social dilemma, actually watch it. And, uh, and don't I think, scroll don't through scroll Facebook through. or Twitter yeah. while you're watching it. Yeah, like I, which a lot of times me and him are both guilty of. We're watching yeah. a movie, but we were both actually like really engaged in that. I like I looked at my phone twice. That's because my fiance was texting me, and I, and I well, had to answer her. I, also, I get in trouble. So. Whenever, especially this one, but in general, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, when I'm watching a documentary, I actually, I guess, because it's like real information, I feel like it's easier for me to engage without being distracted because I want to actually make sure that I retain yeah. the information. And it's, I guess it's different when you're just watching a regular movie. It's like, if I don't remember something about this, it doesn't matter because no none deal. of it's real. <laughs> yeah. Especially uh, because I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. But in yeah. general, when I watch documentaries, I feel like I'm, you're more engaged. It's easier for me to engage. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, definitely watch it and put your phone away. It's not that long. It's like an hour and no, 15 nah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Hour 30. Uh, put your phone away. Uh, I'll mean, have it there for emergencies. But if it's just a notification <laughs> or whatever, just ignore it. Like, take a look, make sure it's not a text message from your wife saying she's in an accident or something. But if it's just like a, a social media notification, just fucking get to it later. Finish yeah. the finish the film because it is very good, and then and then take that information and, and do with what. You, like I said, I already like one of the things at the yeah. end. They're like the guys are like, obviously we're not going to get everyone to delete their social media accounts, but if I can get like one or two people, then I did my job. Or yeah, you know, if you can't delete, if you're just not going to delete your social media accounts i urge you to go and turn off your notifications it's just that's a start so that's what i yeah. did I went, I went i already went ahead and turned off all the notifications so like the stuff i don't like actively need notifications on like i left my emails on which uh you know most of those i don't even need either yeah. but i left but like all the bullshit like the games that are on my phone the uh facebook twitter and i don't anytime i, 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 anytime I download a game it's like, do you want notifications? I always say no. Oh, do you want to activate like push notifications? Like, yeah, yeah, I always, I always say no on that because what do I need notifications from fucking Family Feud for? Yeah, or like just like the game we were playing, the the Be Fiends. Like, oh, your lives are restored. Yeah, because it just wants you to open it up and play more. I'm like, I don't need that yeah. shit. So definitely go check it out. Uh, we're gonna be coming an end here because we got steaks to eat. Anyways. <laughs> I, I'm I'm honestly like trying to join this side of like fight back against social media, and I was literally about to say, go ahead and follow, follow us on social media. Yeah, it's kind of an oxymoron it, thing going because on. social media can be a good tool, but it also cannot be. We're just gonna cancel all social media accounts for this podcast. Done. You can only find us through word of mouth, which would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but message us. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna give my personal shit anymore. The just podcast, the podcast. Yeah. Like I don't even answer my fucking Twitter messages. I barely, no one ever misses me. I don't use Twitter. The only time I open my Twitter is to get the shout outs for this show. I don't. <laughs> That's I the only really, time I do it. So I rarely ever utilize Twitter. Either. Yeah. Anyway. So um, just follow the podcast because that's the one that matters. Uh, and uh, I mean, yeah, if you're, yeah. if you're listening, you already know where to get it. I would say follow us because I still want to post like funny memes and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes. I'm going to say maybe probably we'll move away from uh, Twitter because Twitter is the one that I hate most just in yeah. general anyway. But so for, for sure, uh, follow us, like the uh, Bedroom Drinking Podcast on Facebook and Bedroom Drinking Podcast on Instagram. And yeah. you can email us at bedroomdrinkingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, that's where you can message us anything you want us, you want us to talk more about or if you have anything, cool stories you want us to, to research on and talk about, we can. 
you want to be a shout out, send us send us a message. Do anything. You can. Uh, I was like, you can't tweet at us. We'll still get the thing, and we'll give you a shout. Twitter out. is bedroom. I think it's just bedroom drinking. I already yeah. forgot. Yeah, you can yeah. tweet the stuff at us. So that's the end. We'll end today with a uh, a hidden word or phrase that we like to say. Um, that's the only tweet really <laughs> that matters. If you want to send to us, is that you can tweet us or just message us the uh, the hidden word or phrase, and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode that we do. So this week we'll go with social studies. So message us that, or if you have our number and you're one of our friends, you can text it to us or just tweet it at the page, uh, social studies, and we'll give you a shout out. Thanks for listening, y'all. Go watch The Social Dilemma. Have a good rest of your week. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. And naked, naked man. man.